Here with Vermont head coach John Becker, who has arguably had, or maybe inarguably, the most dominance in all of one bid college basketball, especially over these last eight years. Coach John Becker, thank you so much for joining. I want to first start with what got you into this great game of basketball? Yeah, I mean, I think I've had a little bit of a, a unique path uh, into coaching. I, uh, um, you know, I wasn't a great player um, in college, but but had a passion for the game. And, um, you know, my first coaching job was at Gallaudet University, which is a Division three school in, in Washington, D.C. Um, after working, you know, quote unquote, in the real world for five or six years, realizing I wanted to try to find something I was passionate about and and um, you know basketball was always the thing for me growing up and and so um you know I was fortunate to get an opportunity at Gallaudet and was there for five years um then got out of coaching start a family and and uh you know uh I was in the computer industry in the late 90s which was a hot thing at the time and so um went back to that as I started a family and got married and had kids and but basketball was, you know, always a thing that that I, you know, wanted to do. And I was fortunate to get another opportunity to help Steve Howes out at Catholic University, my alma mater. So I did that for two years as an assistant coach. And um, and then Mike Lonergan, who was the head coach, uh, who was a Catholic University grad and, and the head coach of Vermont, gave me an opportunity to be the, the director of basketball operations uh, when I was 38 years old with a wife and two kids, moved up to Vermont and... Um, I guess, you know, was you know, the rest is history. I was here for five years uh as the ops guy and then three two years as the ops guy and three years as an assistant. And then um when Mike moved on to George Washington, I got, you know, uh they gave me the opportunity to become the head coach here. And that's been uh thirteen years already. But um but yeah, it was just um, you know, a lot of hard work, a lot of luck, um, combination of all those things and and um, you know, was was really you know, fortunate to have an opportunity to take over a great program like Vermont. When in researching you beforehand, coach, it sounds like before you got to Vermont, you were coaching D3 basketball part time, working a full time job while doing that. What was that yeah. experience like? It, yeah, there were long days. Yeah, I was basically working at various different places in the D.C. area, but for a majority of it at Georgetown University back in those days. Um, people didn't have personal computers. It was kind of before that. So there was computer labs on college campuses and Georgetown had five or six computer labs. I worked in, uh, I'd go around and, and fix the computers or the printers or whatever in the computer labs, keep those things going and, um, would do that, you know, from seven to three o'clock every day. They were cool. They let me kind of adjust my schedule. Um, and then I drive across town, um, to Gallaudet and, and, um, and, uh, coach all afternoon and into the night. So yeah, I was usually gone from about six 30 in the morning to 10 o'clock at night, you know? And, and so, um, did that for five years, like I said, and then in the springtime to make more money, I, um, coached the tennis team for a few years. Um, and, uh, you know, just trying to, to cobble it together. And, and then, like I said, I started a family towards the end of that five years, um, and, uh, it got to the point where I just couldn't obviously be gone that much and that long. And so, um, I, I changed jobs and, and got a, a, a really, a, a really good job in, in a startup company running their computer department and, 
did that for a few years, but it just wasn't super satisfying. And, and, uh, when I got the opportunity to, to, to go back to Catholic, um, you know, I jumped at that opportunity and kind of changed jobs again. So I had a little bit more flexibility during the day because that was also a part-time job. And so, um, yeah, it wasn't until my first two years at Vermont were really part-time pay. Um, but I made it a full-time job and said, you know what, I'm just going to not have a backup plan here and just see if, uh, see where this can go. And, and, um, like I said, I was ridiculously fortunate after five years to get the opportunity here to be the head coach. Right. I mean, a guy going from director of ops to five years, the head coach of a program is a pretty untraditional route. Um, you know, the program had been turned around by coach Brennan starting really in Oh two first 20 win season, eight of the next 10 years, Vermont wins 20 games. So did you feel some sort of added pressure that, Hey, we got to sustain this thing. Oh yeah. A whole lot of pressure. I mean, I felt like, you know, super unqualified for the job. And, and like you said, the, the success that coach Brennan had and then coach Lonergan had, um, yeah, I didn't want to be the guy to drop the ball, so to speak. So those first couple of years were, you know, I felt a lot of, uh, a lot of pressure. Fortunately, you know, my first year we lose five games in a non-conference in a row. Um, and you know, it was pretty, uh, you know, I was feeling it for sure. And then we uh, find a way to win uh, and go to the tournament my first year, which was, uh, um, you know, took some pressure off. But uh, mm -hmm. it hasn't been until the last couple of years where I felt like uh, I was good and and uh, and uh, started to enjoy it a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it was uh, definitely stressful the first couple of years. That first NCAA tournament you make, take me through those emotions of year one getting to the big dance what's that yeah like? yeah it was unbelievable experience and and um i really was fortunate we had a young team i'd recruited a lot of those guys the the core of that team was um was a sophomores you know my first year um but we had matt glass who was a senior who was a local kid and um you know matt's probably one of the most important players i had because he kind of believed me, you know, before I even believed myself, so to speak, and, you know, took control of the locker room and kept us together. Like I said, we had lost five games around the non-conference. And, um, you know, one of the, the hardest things to do as a coach is get your guys to, to trust you, believe you. Um, and, uh, you know, Matt really, um, you know, kept us together that, that, that first year. And then we kind of found our footing in league and, um, you know, was able to string a bunch of games together and then, and then, you know, we won the championship game. I think, I think it was 51 to 43, the, the championship <laughs> games score. And so we were, uh, like all of my teams we were just tremendous defensively and, and tough and, um, you know, points were tough, uh, that year. Um, but, but, uh, but we found a way and then we go to the first four, um, and then end up beating Lamar. Mm -hmm. um and just you know kind of probably put it probably the best game of the year just put together a beautiful game and and uh and then went down uh to greensboro and played north carolina and you know that team had i think six nba players and roy williams coaching and it was um you know we got handled pretty good but it was uh it was an incredible year of of growth for me as as far as um understanding how to be a leader and, and, uh, really, um, 
you know, navigating that first season, uh, you know, when everything is just coming at you really fast. And, um, and then to be able to, to win the championship was, uh, you know, you know, one of the greatest, you know, maybe the, the best professional accomplishment, um, I ever had ever experienced and, uh, you know, something I was really proud of. That's amazing. I'm going to read off some jarring numbers, coach, and then follow it up with the question. So you clearly sustained that dominance. You've had a 20 win season every single year except 2021, which would have been impossible. You guys only played 15 games following COVID. You look at the last seven years. You've been regular season outright champ, six of them. The other year you were co-conference champ. If you look at and include this season, if you just take second place, in the conference, not the second best program, but second place in the conference over the last eight years. You guys are beating second place by 23 games. No one can keep up with you all. Um, you've made four NCAA tournaments in six tries. One year we didn't get a tournament because of COVID. How are you able to sustain the dominance despite personnel year over year? And from what I've seen from you all when I've been in attendance, the things that you all do, regardless of who's in a Vermont uniform, you're going to rebound the basketball. You're not going to give up second chance points. You're going to take care of it. You're going to play slow and value getting good shots. And everyone on the roster is going to play unselfish and pass up good shots for great ones. How are you able, regardless of personnel, to get that same consistency year over year? Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, you've you've hit the formula kind of on the head as as it relates to stats and and what we're trying to do. Um, and you know, I've been fortunate um a couple of things. I've had a great, great continuity on my staff and and great coaches. Um, and then we've had continuity with our players. We, you know, we really haven't been hit by the transfer bug um as far as it relates to players are in the rotation and starting so we've we've had and and because of that continuity we've been able to have great leadership guys that you know um come into the program learn from the older guys wait their turn um you know become rotation players and then become starters and become leaders and and so forth and so on so the the culture has been able to be passed down from from one group to the next, which I think is, is really, you know, something that has been a big part of our success, uh, our sustained success. Um, and then we're able to recruit guys, you know, it's interesting because from afar, people th would think that Vermont, that we have this, you know, it's a great job and it is a great job, but that the resources and the facilities and all this stuff, um, probably aren't what people think they are and um you know we have a facility that we've had since the late 60s and started a new uh arena project that got stopped during the pandemic and hasn't been restarted yet so um we don't have a lot uh, as far as some of the bells and whistles um and so because of that but we do have winning and we do have going to the ncaa tournament and we do have what i think is a really uh great culture and style of play and so um we've been able to attract through high school and through the portal kids that are really interested in winning and don't need maybe some of all you know nil money or don't need the fancy locker room and facilities and so forth and so on we get great crowds we sell out every game we're the 
only show in town. There's no professional okay. sports up here. We win at a high level. Um, and so we have all those things, which, you know, um, you know, the kids that, that really want to win or the kids that are interested in that, um, are the kids that we've been fortunate enough to attract. Um, and, and that's been a big part of it too, is kids coming here, buying in, um, you know, and, and really I don't have to fight them anymore as much anymore to, to, to buy into the things that, um, that you mentioned at the beginning of this question, the things we're going to do um, to be successful. And so, um, so it's, it's been a combination of all those things. And some of it is like, I'm not sure how we've been able to maintain the success <laughs> we've had. And, and uh, I think I'm uh, in all of it um, as much as anyone else. And, and um, you know, it's been cool though, the older I've gotten, um, the more I've gotten to enjoy it. And um, you know, I'm really enjoying this team and this year and, and the journey we've been on and, 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 you know, really excited to see what, uh, what the end of the season holds for us. Mm -hmm. Just some commentary here, coach, when you focus on the areas that you all focus on, you make it where you're not going to beat yourself. Another team's going to have to outplay you to beat you. And I yep. think that's what's led to the consistent success. Um, two years ago, you lose your four leading scores. Brian's coming into the America East. Coach Grosso's bringing in a ton of talent there. UMass Lowell's looking like they may be pretty good, yet you still win the league. Then heading into this next year, you lose four of your top six. Bryant, you know, goes to Martelli uh, after that situation. And I believe a couple of their players transferring was better for their overall talent pool and chemistry going forward. And then UMass Lowell brings back near everybody. Yet you all still sit atop the conference. What do you say about this specific team and what they've done to be at first place through 10 games? Yeah, I mean, I think this is as good of a defensive team as as we've had. And, and uh, you know, from an individual standpoint, we have, you know, in O'Leary and Shamir, two of, you know, the best individual defenders maybe we've had um, or certainly in the discussion. And then team wide we've been we've been really good and we have depth you know and so i think that actually has been as always something i think benefits us because i've always played nine to ten a couple years i played 11 guys and and um i just think it allows us to play really hard the whole game um and now with the conference changing to thursday saturday conference games with a quick turnaround now with one day you know, we never have a guy, you know, rarely have a guy that will play 30 minutes in a game. And you look at a lot of these teams and they're playing their guys 40 minutes, you know. And so I think that um, has been, a, a, you know, an interesting development as far as um, the the our depth playing a, a role this year uh, in, in conference. Um, so we've been really, really good defensively. Um, and then this, you know, on paper is is one of, should be one of our best shooting teams. Um, and, you know, I think we still have a lot of growth uh, or, you know, the exciting part of it, I don't think we're playing our best basketball yet um, because I think, um, you know, offensively we have so much room to grow on that side of the ball. And, and, um, and uh, we've been able to generate a lot of great looks like we always do. Um, and there's a lot of makes still out there for us, I think. And I, and I feel mm -hmm. so, um, 
but I think it's just been, you know, the same formula for us, like, like we've talked about here. And, and then, um, you know, just some really elite defense. Um, and, um, you know, and then we've, we've played in the not conference. We've played a really good schedule. We played a lot of close games. We battled back from double digit leads multiple times. One, you know, a bunch of buzz, you know, not necessarily buzzer beaters, but last possession, making right. shots, games. And so, um, you know, and then we've been able to do that. So we have a lot of confidence about us that, you know, despite the score, despite, um, you know, the adversity that we can find a way to win. And, and, you know, um, you know, we did that against Saturday. Right. Right. Absolutely. I got two more questions for you, coach, and I'll let you go. How much emphasis do you all put in your locker room with the America East conference tournament based on regular season standings, you get home court advantage. How much emphasis do you all put on winning that regular season title? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big, big deal, you know, and that's something that I talk about all the time with the guys and, um, you know, and how important all of these games are, um, you know, it, and you just got to try to keep stacking wins up um, and and because that home court has, has been such a huge advantage for us and we've won seven straight. And and all seven we've played every every game at home, you know, and and, and so um, it's a big big deal, especially for uh, I mean for any team, but with the with the the crowds we draw, with the atmosphere, with the with the gym we have, where the you know the, the bleach wooden bleachers and and this and the people right on top of the court, it's a huge huge advantage, and so um, you know to do it. You know, as I mean, it's the hardest thing to do, I think, is to win the regular season conference title, um, you know, especially in our conference, which is still that old school round robin. Where we play everyone twice home and away. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's really, really hard to do. And, and, and especially, you know, we know we're going to, you know, get everyone's best shot, you know, and so it can wear guys out, especially guys that are new to this program that are, you know, um, wearing the uniform now and and uh you know they have a mark and and uh and so uh it's just been incredible what we've been able to do and and uh, it's the second longest streak in the country but behind gonzaga and um you know and and that that's something you know i'm not really into records and i'm not into all that stuff but you know um to get that to have that active record if if we can you know, if things play out this year uh, with Gonzaga and us um, in a certain way, uh, that would be something that I would be super proud of and, and super motivated to try to do. Absolutely, as you should be. Last question, Coach. What is the X factor for you all to make a run, not just winning the America East Tournament, obviously that the initial goal, but to be able to win a game in March and, and perhaps even be a Cinderella that gets to that second weekend? Yeah, I mean, I think for us, when we've gotten to the tournament, a big thing for, you know, matching up, you know, as a as a 13 seed, which we've been most of the time, maybe a 14 this year, it looks like uh, if we were fortunate to get through. And and um, it's just, first of all, holding up on the interior. You know, I think the size of, of these high major programs has posed problems for us. And uh, the one year we didn't have the tournament, we went out and got a, you know, Daniel Giddens from... Alabama, who's all six eleven, and felt like with him and Lamb up in the front court, you know that, right. that was something that we we're trying to build towards. We're not as big, you know. We haven't been able to find that that level of 
size uh, on this year's squad. So I think that'd be something that I would be interested, you know, that we would have to, you know, I think we have enough to hold up there. And then I think, you know, our ability to make shots, you know, and, and, you know, Purdue, Florida State, those games were able to keep close because we made 15, 16 threes, you know, and, and this team has the capability to do that. So um, I think it would take a great, you know, our, our defense should hold up. And then can we just, as the game goes on, can we rebound uh, late in games, you know, uh, against high major team, which I assume we would be matched up against. And then, you know, can we have one of those games where we make 16, 18 threes and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, kind of shoot our way, score enough, you know, score enough, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's the remedy. um, But, you know, the NCAA tournament is so much about matchups and, you know, you got to play someone really good. Obviously I, I just haven't loved the matchups we've had with a Purdue. That's just so massive in Florida state. That's so massive. Right. And, uh, you know, Mar- Marquette was a better matchup for us last year, but they, you know, um, they came in, uh, you know, they'd won the big East, which was incredible. And, and they just, um, Mm-hmm. Uh, we're really hungry and motivated and we, and, and, you know, the thing now is we just can't, even in the tournament, we're not going to sneak up on anybody. Like they understand right. uh, what our program's been about. So it's not, so sometimes you can sneak up in that first round, you can sneak up on someone. So it's gotten a little bit harder for us as these years have gone on because, um, um, you know, we're not really, you know, you're respectful know that yeah 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 so that we're people we're not gonna sneak up on them so uh that adds a, a a layer of you know makes it a little bit obviously tougher but um i think you know we'll see how this plays out but we got a lot of depth we have a lot of roster versatility lineup versatility and um you know so i think it it, it could get um really interesting if if we're fortunate enough to get to the tournament well, Coach Becker, it's been an honor. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, best of luck to you and your program going forward. And thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you. And best of luck with everything. Thanks, Coach. Bye.